If you have friends or family who love to bake, we have the perfect gift for them. MerrimackBakehouse.com has a wide assortment of oat bran muffin mixes and bread mixes. If you're looking for an already assembled present, we also have pancake breakfast gift boxes, perfect for any occasion. And as a special gift for all of our listeners, we're including one free dip mix with every order now through December 31st, 2021 on MerrimackBakehouse.com. Hello, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today's recipe is for the muffaletta sandwich, the famous sandwich of New Orleans. This sandwich is awesome. It's absolutely awesome. And it's the perfect thing for having friends over, watching a football game, holiday, something like that. Because you put it together ahead of time, you allow the sandwich to age, I guess you would say. (laughs) The flavors kind of meld in your refrigerator together. And then you slice it up into triangle pieces, like a, a wheel. You slice it up like a wheel and serve it, and it's really, really good. I've been wanting to do this for a while because I really, this is a sandwich that I like. So I want to, before I get started, I want to say this. I have not personally ever visited New Orleans, nor have I had a muffaletta sandwich in New Orleans, of course, having not visited. But I've had them in various places because, you know, people do copycats and stuff like that. But I've always been fascinated with it because it's such a well-known regional sandwich. And I'm, there's a few of those around. Like, for example, the Primanti's sandwich in Pittsburgh is a very um, nationally known regional sandwich that everybody just has to have one. So that's kind of how this is. However, this sandwich, it comes from humble beginnings to be elevated to its current status, <laughs> uh, much like a Primanti's. It is a working person's sandwich. This originated in that vein. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a history of it first, and then I'm going to give you the recipe for the bread and then the instructions on how to assemble the sandwiches. And there's a couple of recipes involved in this as we go along. Here we go. The muffaletta sandwich. What it started out as is the loaf of bread itself is muffaletta. There's a couple different ways to pronounce it, but basically that's it, muffaletta. And it is a Sicilian-style bread. Probably you would think of it sort of like as a daily bread. It's also considered a holiday bread that's traditionally eaten around a few different holidays. It's basically shaped like a giant hamburger bun. It's a loaf, a flat, round loaf, okay? Probably the average size of this loaf would be about 10 inches in diameter, probably about close to a one and a half pound loaf. Now, when you say it's flat, it's not like Syrian bread flat. No, it's not it's Syrian. Ha- about how tall does it end up being? It, it ends up being about three inches tall, two to three inches tall. And it looks like the, one of the things that the word muffaletta comes from There's a couple theories on where the root of this word comes from. And the one I think fits best is mushroom because it looks like the top of a mushroom. I couldn't find a good source for the definition of that particular word, but it can also mean a small sack or a mitten, that kind of a thing. The muffaletta sandwich does not exist in Italy. This is not an Italian sandwich. This is a purely... New Orleans American sandwich. 
This comes from the city of New Orleans. The Sicilian community came to the port of New Orleans in the 1800s, early 1900s. It was like, you know, these skilled workers coming to America at all the different ports. So many Sicilians came into the port of New Orleans that they settled close together um, near the French market in an area, the neighborhood that became known as Little Palermo. And so in the early 1900s, there were a dozen macaroni factories, Italian bakeries, all kind of importers, uh, Italian groceries, all kinds of things like that. They had formed their own community there their own Sicilian community. This is like the beginnings of the story of the sandwich. So being as there were several bakeries and grocery stores and importers and all that, people could get the things that they were used to having back home. You know, they could have the bread that they were used to having. They could have the meats that they were used to having, the vegetables, different things like that. So they were available to them. The beginnings of the Muffaletto sandwich Basically, working people were going into the store and getting things to have for lunch for work. So they go in and they get a loaf of bread. They get some salami. They get some capicola. They get some mortadella, good cheese that they like. They get an olive salad. They get a giardinera. They have olive oil. They have whatever. So these people were going into the deli, the grocery store, whatever, and they were going up to the counter and buying a little bit of this and that to, to take for their lunch. Apparently, one story is one of the people that owned a grocery store in the neighborhood said, why don't you let me make a sandwich out of all this stuff? You're taking the bread, the meat, the cheese and all this. How about if I just put it all in a sandwich and wrap it up for you and then you're ready to go? So he did. And that's how the sandwich got its start. It got started by someone taking all the things that people liked and making a sandwich out of them and selling it to them. Very similar to the Permantis story. Very similar with the Permanti sandwich, if you remember from a million podcasts ago. The Permanti sandwich was the same thing. It was basically an entire meal on a sandwich. These particular sandwiches were also popular to be sold to a family to eat this whole giant sandwich. So you could have a sandwich and cut it into four pieces and wrap it up in newspaper and then you have a sandwich for lunch. Or you could take this whole big round thing home and your family could have it for dinner. Apparently, people walked around and sold these on the streets also, which is really, really funny. It goes from the fact that people were stopping in for lunch and grabbing a little bit of this and that to eat. And the person, I believe it is at Central Grocery in the French Quarter by a man named Salvador Lupo. And he was the guy that thought of this idea of making a sandwich out of all this stuff. Now, remember, this wasn't like a menu item or anything that you could get anywhere for a long time because this was like a working guy sandwich. This wasn't something you went to a restaurant to order or whatever. And like I said, there were people that walked around and sold them in the neighborhoods, but it wasn't something that you could just get until probably about the middle 1950s when it started showing up in delis and little restaurants and stuff like that. People were asking for an Italian sandwich. They wanted the Italian sandwich, and that was the muffaletta. So by the 1970s, the muffaletta was established in the New Orleans food groups, I guess you'd say. It was an established New Orleans sandwich. 
And people knew about it all over the country from visiting New Orleans. They would visit and take it home. And, you know, so it starts turning up in delis around the country. But really, the place where it is popular is still New Orleans. You don't find them very much around the country. People make them themselves fairly often, but you don't find them. I love food history and regional food history because even though you might never get to go to that place, you can kind of go there through the food, which is what I do because I don't get to go very many places, but I can read about it. I can uh, research recipes and I can make it and enjoy it. So to make the muffaletta sandwich, you need a good Italian deli or grocery store so you can get these good Italian meats and cheeses that we're going to need and some little other this and that's here. Basically, it takes a loaf of bread, the muffaletta bread. If you can't get it, don't want to make it, aren't interested in making the loaf of bread, you can use ciabatta. Ciabatta works really well for the sandwich. If you can get a decent-sized loaf of it, maybe about, you know, ciabatta bread usually comes in a long oblong loaf, but if you can ask your baker to make a round loaf, or you can also use the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. There's an Italian country loaf that is round and it's more like a sourdough bread. You could also use that. You would want to take a section out of the middle, which we'll get to on the assembly of the sandwich part, but ciabatta bread would work okay for this. Ideally though, you want the round loaf of bread, which is the muffaletta. Okay, so here's how you make that. It's pretty simple. As a matter of fact, my Mary Mac Bakehouse white bread mix is almost identical to the original technique and recipe for muffaletta bread. It's very, very close, but my recipe is an old Italian recipe from Western Pennsylvania. It's very close. So I'll give you the recipe for the muffaletta bread and then the technique to bake it. You can decide if you want to do that or not. And then we'll go on to assembling the sandwich. Okay, so here's the recipe for the muffaletta loaf. Four cups total of unbleached flour. One packet of instant yeast. One and a half teaspoons of kosher salt. Two teaspoons of honey or sugar. One cup of very warm water, three tablespoons of olive oil, and you'll also need one large egg white and sesame seeds. So here's what you're going to do. Measure three cups of flour and put them into a nice large bowl. Stir in the packet of yeast, mix it through the flour, add the salt, mix it through the flour, make a well in the middle and add the honey or sugar and water and oil and start to stir that until it's too hard to stir. It'll get like real sticky and you'll have a hard time stirring it. Take that last cup of flour and start kneading that in. And you want to knead that in until the dough is, it'll be slightly sticky, but it'll begin to form a nice lump of dough and it will not stick to your hands too awfully bad. You don't want to put too much flour in this. You want this dough to be just barely sticky and nice and soft and smooth. So just knead it until you get that nice consistency that's not sticking to the sides of the bowl, slightly sticking to your hands. Do not knead in more than the extra flour that you have. If you don't use up all that extra flour, that's fine too. 
drizzle a little bit of olive oil over that dough, flip it over, drizzle a little bit and let it sit just a very little bit of oil on it. And you're going to cover that with plastic wrap until it rises, which is going to take about 45 minutes to an hour. You're going to punch that down, get your pan ready. This is what I did. I greased a pizza pan to put my loaf on. And then you're going to form a loaf with it. So the way to form your loaf is take that dough and pull it up like you're making a bun. If you've ever made a sandwich bun, you want to pull the dough down under itself so you have a nice smooth top on the top. Squeeze it together on the bottom so it looks like a great big hamburger bun kind of, okay? Put it on the pizza pan in the middle and press it down so that it's about... If you use a 12-inch pizza pan, you want your bread dough to be about 10 inches in diameter, okay? And you want to kind of press it down so that it's a little thicker in the middle. You don't want it to be flat, you know? You want it to be a little bit rounded, okay? Preheat your oven to 400 degrees and cover your loaf with a towel so it can rise while the oven is preheating. Okay, once the dough has risen up, Again, about doubled in size, which is going to be like half hour, 45 minutes. Take that egg white and beat it up and brush the loaf with egg white. Go the whole way down to the pizza pan so that the whole top is covered and down the sides with egg white. And then sprinkle your sesame seeds on. You don't need too many. A teaspoon of sesame seeds, two teaspoons of sesame seeds, whatever. Okay, now you're going to put that in the oven, in the middle rack of the oven, and put your bread on there. And you're going to bake it until it's very nice and dark golden brown, which can take, depending upon your oven, anywhere from 30 to 40 to 45 minutes. You just have to keep keep an eye on it. What I did, I set the timer for 30 minutes, and then I checked it and turned it a little bit and let it go for like 15 more minutes. Okay, when your bread's done, bring it out of the oven, cool it on a cooling rack, until it is completely cool. It, it's beautiful. I have some nice pictures of mine. It came out beautiful. So that's your muffaletta bread. It just looks like a, like I said, like a giant hamburger bun. Okay. Now mine rose way high <laughs> on one side. <laughs> so when you go to make your sandwich, if your bread gets real high in the oven, which often happens, you can't, bread is a fickle thing. You just never know how it's going to be. If it happens to get higher than you want it, don't worry. Don't worry. Cause what you're going to do is fix it with your bread knife. Okay. So now let's, we're starting from having the bread. So if you bought ciabatta bread, or if you bought one of those round rustic loaves, um, that's fine. There's no shame. Okay. You can use that. So now you have your bread. Here's what you need to make the sandwich. Next step, you need to make a chopped salad to put on the sandwich. Now, what the chopped salad is would be all of the things, all of the antipasta that the people would buy loose in the market. So here we go. You need a jar of giardinera, which is the pickled Italian vegetable salad, has cauliflowers in it, carrots, celery, red peppers usually. Don't get the hot stuff. Get the regular. You don't want it to be hot. You need some olives. You can use Kalamata olives. You can use regular old black olives. You can use, I actually used, um, I had green olives that were stuffed with garlic. Oh, 
They were great. You need one small onion. You need a small jar of banana peppers. You just need a few banana peppers, but small jar of banana peppers. You need some minced garlic and some good olive oil. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to take about half of the vegetables that are in the jar of jardinera, which is going to be about a pint of them, a couple cauliflowers, carrots, celery, roasted red pepper, and you're going to chop those up uh, with a knife. You don't have to do them in a food processor because you don't want them to be super fine, but you want to chop them up into a nice dice. Chop up the banana peppers, chop up the onion, chop up your garlic or just use pre-chopped minced garlic. And what I did was I got a one quart jar and I just mixed all of those vegetables up that I chopped and put them all together in that jar. You can also add, um, if you really like roasted red peppers a lot, I actually had a jar of roasted red peppers and I chopped all of them up and threw them in too. So you're going to have all those things chopped, right? Olives, the jardinera, the mild banana peppers, the onion, the minced garlic, roasted red pepper. Put them in a quart jar, stir them up really well. Take a little bit of the juice off of the jardinera and put in there. So you have a little bit of that juice on there. You want to have the juice coming up through the vegetables and then top it off with olive oil. You might need about a fourth cup of olive oil in there. But you get that all into your jar, stir them up, put the lid on them and put them in the refrigerator. So now you got that prepped. That is your chopped salad that's going to go on the sandwich. It's sort of like the condiments and dressing that's going to go on the sandwich. Now for the meats. I am not a fan of mortadella. I'll just put that out there. Not a what fan. What is mortadella? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. It's an Italian lunch meat that is very strong smelling and strong flavored. You know what mort means? Death, I assume. I always think it smells like a dead thing. Okay, <laughs> that's what I think. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Either that or or the word means if you eat this, it will kill you probably is what. But I'm not a fan of mortadella. I do, however, love capicola. I love hard salami, which is two of the meats that are usually on a muffaletta sandwich. Hard salami, capicola, regular ham is often on them, uh, and provolone cheese. So what you'll need for for your one round loaf, you need a half a pound each of hard salami, capicola, provolone, and about a pint or more of the vegetable salad. So that's basically what you need for the sandwich. If you like mortadella, you yourself can get mortadella and put it on your sandwich. Me, if there's, I don't know, if if mortadella was ever near it, I would taste it. So I, I just, I'm not a fan. Now we're going to put our sandwich together. If you made your own loaf and it got fat, I'll give you those instructions first. Or if you bought one of those rustic loaves. So what you want to do is hold the round loaf up on its side and you want to slice about an inch and a half thick slice on of the bottom. So the bot, when you slice the bun, say like you're slicing the bread in half, if the bread were three inches thick, which is what you would hope for, you would slice it right down the middle and it would be perfect. My bread was not. So I very carefully sliced a slice about an inch and a half thick on the bottom of the loaf. 
and then I thinned off the top of it. I took a wedge-shaped piece off of the top of it so that they were both about even. It's like you're shaping a cake. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was. I was shaving my bread down. Now what you want to do is take the bottom, put the bottom of your loaf, you can put on a cutting board, or the easy thing would be, had I thought of this, I would have, but lay out a piece of plastic wrap, nice long piece of plastic wrap. Put your bottom of your bread loaf on that and put a nice layer of your vegetable salad on the bottom, very evenly spread, but make sure you get full coverage on the bottom of your bread. Try not to get too much juice in there. You know, you need a little bit of juice, but try not to get too much juice in there so it doesn't get soggy. Okay. And then you're going to layer your lunch meats. The way I did it, I went capicola hard salami cheese, capicola hard salami cheese. Okay. So you want to layer like that. Then cover that top layer of cheese with your vegetable salad very carefully because it's going to be sliding off and put the top on your sandwich. Okay. Now take your plastic wrap and press the top down, pull it up over and wrap that sandwich real good in plastic wrap so it's nice and tight and sealed up. Put it inside of a big Ziploc bag and then set a nice heavy dish on top of it. You want to press it down a little bit. Now if you have a nice room in your refrigerator for doing this, perfect. Set your sandwich in there. Set your dish on top of it to kind of hold it down a little bit. I actually turned my sandwich a couple times to make sure I was getting even pressure. And leave that in your refrigerator for two to three hours. You can even leave it overnight. You can do the sandwich the day before. When you're ready to eat it, take it out, unwrap it, put it on a cutting board, and cut it into quarters or eighths or however you want to slice it, and serve it. And it is a very delicious sandwich. I think as it sits, it gets better. So if it goes overnight, even better. Perfect sandwich for, you know, what, like I said, watching a football game, if you're having people over, uh, for a holiday, anything like that. And it, it actually travels really well too, because it's all wrapped up in the plastic wrap and your Ziploc bag would be great to take to somebody's house and it is very, very good. It's so amazing the way the flavors blend while they're in there. The chopped, but you wouldn't think like all those chopped vegetables, but it's so good. It's just really good. So I really hope you try making one of these because what I was thinking was perfect time to bring this out. Like if you're having people over for Christmas Eve, it's a nice Italian sandwich. You know, if you're having people over for the holidays and you just want to have stuff to pick on, you know, this would be a good thing to have. Uh, pretty easy to make. You can make the bread in advance, which is what I did. I made my bread and put it in the freezer. And then when I got all my stuff gathered up after I made my vegetable salad, and it's nice if your vegetable salad can sit for a couple days too, your chopped salad, you can make everything in advance and then just assemble it. So it goes together really quick and it's just a really good, tasty sandwich. And like I said, you can use my white bread mix even to make the actual muffaletta because it's it would work just fine, would work just fine for it. So give this fun sandwich a try. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mobile Mary Mac and Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, MaryMacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.